Debo Samuel has officially requested a trade from the 49ers. Should the Cowboys be interested and will they? Plus, it's another mock draft Wednesday here. Could the Cowboys trade up early in round two? All that and so much more in this episode of the show. You are Locked On Cowboys, your Locked daily Dallas Cowboys on. podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Locked Network, your on. team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. And today's show is brought to you by Blue Nile. This Mother's Day, give mom something she'll treasure forever with fine jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Locked On Cowboys listeners will get $50 off $500. Just make sure you're using promo code LOCKEDON at checkout. I am Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. He is Landon McCool. Check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, let's start with the big news of Wednesday. Debo Samuel wants out for the 49ers. Should the Cowboys be interested? Yeah, I mean, I think they should at least kick the tires on that situation. I mean, obviously, Debo Samuel is one of the top weapons in the league. He kind of showed you, unfortunately, in your kind of face of exactly what he's capable of doing. Um, and I think that, you know, he's exactly the kind of moving chess piece weapon that I, I think Kellen Moore would love to have in this offense if possible. Uh, you know, I, I think the question now becomes, well, I mean, there's lots of questions. One, why is Debo leaving? Is it just contract based? Two, what's it going to cost to pry him from San Francisco's hands? Because we don't, what we've heard, all we've heard is that Debo wants a trade, not that San Francisco necessarily wants to trade him. Uh, and, and, and then obviously what are those contract demands going to be and, and, and how do the Cowboys kind of figure out a contract situation that could be palatable for both sides there. And, and number three, would the 49ers even trade him to the Cowboys? Obviously this isn't one of the 49ers biggest rivals in NFL history, right? Are they going to trade one of the best players in the NFL to a team they're going to be competing with in the NFC? My guess is probably no, unless Dallas just overwhelms him with an offer, but let's start with why he wants out um obviously he would like a new deal he's entering the yeah. final year of his rookie contract we know that and it there's been reports that he wants to be the highest paid non-quarterback in the league ian Rappaport said money is not the biggest thing here so we know that if you trade for him you have to give him a new deal i did see that uh ian Rappaport said that he wasn't thrilled with his usage last year what do you think that means, Landon? That's interesting. You know, I, I wonder if he is not a fan of necessarily how much he was in the backfield last year. I mean, I'm I think the same. Yeah, because I mean, you have to think of it from his point of view. I mean, he's being used in a in a way that is going to take it's going to take years off his off his his career probably. Uh, it's just a much more physically demanding position. I mean, look at, at the way wide receivers versus running backs. Uh, 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 you know, lifespan inside the the the, the NFL look, and I think you know there's he. I mean, he he got something like several hundred carries last just year, wasn't it? Wasn't it like a hundred hundred plus two hundred carries? Yeah, he got a lot. Year? He got a lot of carries. He also got a lot of touches on special teams as well. And you, you do wonder, like, did he just put, including the playoffs, did he basically put two years of work on one, you know, on his body in one year, maybe? That's possible, you know, and I think the idea is that he probably wants a contract, but also wants to be able to see another contract beyond that. 
And if he's being used as a part-time running back in that scenario, it, it may be more and more difficult for him to get that kind of second big contract after whatever he signs in this contract. And we should also mention he was a little bit older of a prospect coming out yeah. because he played yeah. all four years at South Carolina. He turned 26 this offseason. So if he's looking ahead thinking I've got one year left on my rookie deal, I'll be 27 next year when my contract's up. Am I going to be able to get two more big deals out of this? I don't know, right? So if if I can eliminate the, the running back touches or at least cut down on them, maybe I can prolong my career two, three more years. Yeah, and and you know he uh, he's missed some some pretty serious time over his yep. career due to injuries. So uh, you know he's probably not looking to kind of add any more wear to the those tires uh, before he gets several different pay, big paydays. So uh, it'll be it'll be interesting to see exactly you know what he's looking for usage wise and and you know and, and I think that's interesting. You know it's interesting because like there's lots of speculation. You know would Miami try to make a move to go get him? Obviously. Um, but I, I mean, if, if usage is the problem, I don't know that he's going to go to the team that, that has the, the former OC that used him like that. So, uh, it, it's, I mean, it's, and a team that just traded for Tyreek Hill yeah, and traded two first round picks for Jalen model. Right. Yeah. I mean, they'd have to, they have to trade one of those guys, right? like, model, like they, they trade for Tyreek. They traded for Tyreek Hill only to trade him back to San Francisco, yeah. trade him to San Francisco for yeah. Debo. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think there's lots of interesting angles here. And, and I think we would need more information to kind of figure out exactly how much the Cowboys could potentially be in the market for this. My guess is that the Cowboys will be interested, right? I, Jerry Jones yeah. talked about when it came to Amari's contract that they're okay paying top end dollar for top end talent. Yeah. I just, I, I don't think Jerry Jones felt like they were getting that last year with Amari That's, Cooper. Right. That's the thing. You know, I see all these tweets about this, about how the Cowboys wouldn't trade for a big player of the contract. That's just not true. I mean, they literally did it with Cooper. Yeah. And, and 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 what they ended up doing is they didn't think they were getting the results that they wanted for the money that they were paying last year. And the contract was stifling. You know, they had a whole bunch of guaranteed money that was uh, that was going to be uh, d- due to Cooper on the, the beginning of the league year. There was no flexibility. There's no ability to kind of push that money around anymore. I mean, people need to understand that this is a different situation than trading for a guy and then signing a new contract where you can then dictate the terms better of how the money is going into your cap. Like I I think people are just kind of generally angry about the Cooper situation and assume that what it means is the Cowboys won't give money away on these contracts. That's not the case. The Cowboys will give away money, but they want the, the contracts to be, under the terms that they like, so they can, you know, move yeah. the money around for other guys. They can cut them when they want to. The Cowboys would do this deal. I don't think this is like if the if the if the picks were right and that they could agree on the money, even if it's big money, I wouldn't be surprised if the Cowboys did this deal at all because yeah. they could move the money wherever they wanted. They have the the extra years, the whatever, the, however they want to arrange the contract to move the money around inside the cap. I think people need to kind of parse the difference between what happened with Cooper and why that happened. As opposed to just assuming that the Cowboys, what, no longer pay players or anything? They just they just literally still have the largest individual signing bonus in the league right now on Dak Prescott. So it's not that they're not willing to pay people. They also have one of the most expensive running backs in the league as well. Uh, yeah, but I, if, if they could work out a trade with Debo Samuel, I think the Cowboys would be incredibly interested. 
My guess, though, is there's going to be teams that have higher draft picks and more salary cap space that are going to be interested. The Jets, they've got pick four and 10. Houston, they've got picks three and 13. I think Baltimore, I pick 14. I, and especially teams that are in the AFC, I think are going to be really aggressive yeah. here. I, I think Dallas is interested. I still think it's pretty unlikely that something will get oh, done here. Absolutely. I mean, I think... I think it's unlikely he gets traded, period, honestly. The Cowboys should kick the tires, but honestly, I wouldn't be upset if they, you know, if if you know they they looked at the situation, they looked at the money, they looked at what you had to give up, and they're like, I don't know that that situation is worth doing when I feel like I can get a lesser than version, but still kind of appropriately priced version yeah. with by utilizing um uh, the players that you already have on your roster, right? Uh, like, I think, you know, if you if you can get uh, some more out of uh, the guys that you're moving around a little bit, if you're getting more out of Pollard, using him as a wide receiver sure. kind of in that sure. role, uh, you know, maybe that's more... Honestly, he's, uh, your best, he's your best comp for Debo Samuel on the roster. Yeah. They're almost identical in size. Um, Absolutely. Pollard's It's faster. usage, right? Yeah. Like, it's just, like, honestly, if they just used him a little bit more, Pollard, if they used him a little bit more like, they, like he was used in college... I mean, you're kind of getting a Debo Samuel situation, um, you know. I, I think, and I and I think Pollard's no slouch. It's not like we're asking, saying some kind of super cheap version. I think Pollard is one of the best tackle breakers in football. So, uh, yeah, I, I I could see how the situation, you know, Debo could price himself out of this situation. But I I disagree with the idea that the Cowboys wouldn't necessarily be willing to trade for a player that they would have to sign to a big contract. I mean, they literally just did it. Last last thing before we move on, just this thought happened to come to my mind. I, I think the Cowboys are going to start to lean into using Pollard more as that kind of player all over the field. Yeah. Would you be interested in giving Pollard an extension right now? Listen, this is coming from a guy that absolutely hates running backs, but Tony Pollard was a fourth round pick. Would you offer him three years, 21 million right now? I'm sorry. We're talking about paying a running back. Is that what we're? Is that what was what we're doing here I'm on the Lockdown Cowboys question, podcast? Man. I just, just want to make sure know. that we all mark the day down, everybody. Yeah, it's uh, I mean, unironically, it's four twenty, and Marcus is acting like he's high and he's trying to give away money to the running back. Just, I listen, can't even believe we it's got happening. all this cap space that we're not using on. We might as well pay somebody, right? <laughs> yeah, honestly, I would, I, I, because I think again. I think the Cowboys would do best, would do well for themselves, and frankly, Pollard would too. I think in some ways, if they stopped viewing the viewing Pollard as a running back, you know, yes. or as they stopped just viewing Pollard as a running back and sort of this kind of in between interchangeable wide receiver running back, it would extend his career, figure out a contract that is equitable for him, and frankly, the league is going to need to figure out these contracts because there's only going to be more and more of these kind of position nebulous players that are going to come into the league and 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 they'll they'll become useful if if teams know how to use them properly but then the, the league is going to need to figure out a way to pay these guys and like what's an appropriate compensation for them maybe the cowboys can get in before that happens and get themselves a deal with pollard uh before you know this kind of niche player becomes more popular and the contracts start going up for those guys. am i also crazy by thinking hey if you paid him more than whatever he's getting paid now which is basically pennies you might be more inclined to use him because i feel like with him being on a rookie contract that's paying him like seven hundred thousand a year you're like ah oh, well listen we're paying zeke this much money 
uh, we should give him touches. But if all of a sudden we're paying Pollard $7 million a year, maybe you're being more inclined to make sure he's a bigger part of the gameplay, or is that just crazy talk? I, I don't think it's crazy talk, but I think it's not uh, – whatever they would pay him, it still wouldn't be proportional to what Zeke's making. Right. So I, I think that the the – the thought process that Zeke is getting more carries, more touches because of his payment, I don't know that that supersedes that, if that yep. makes sense, right? Yep. You know, because Zeke's still being paid a lot of money. Yeah. So they're going to get his touches on them. Uh, all right. We're going to have plenty of time to talk about Tony Pollard because I think he is going to be a really important part of the offense this year. But I, I want to do a mock draft simulator. But before we get to that, Landon, uh, let's tell you guys about Blue Nile. Looking for some fine jewelry for that special woman in your life, but having trouble choosing, but listen, you're talking to the person that is absolutely terrible <laughs> at picking out jewelry. Uh, Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7 available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget. On BlueNile.com, you can easily navigate thousands of fine jewelry options at every single price point. And this Mother's Day, give mom something she'll treasure forever with fine jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Locked On Cowboys listeners will get $50 off $500. This podcast uh, exclusive is only good through Mother's Day. Just make sure you use promo code LOCKDOWN. That is promo code LOCKDOWN. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging. Uh, so it won't give it away what you just ordered for your wife, uh, for your mother. Shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. All right. Here's the goal today on our mock draft simulator. You can go back and watch Friday's show where we did like four mocks. I'd like to, in this draft, Lane, uh, draft a receiver or try to draft a receiver at 24 and then move up in the second round or the end of the first round to grab an offensive lineman. I still think that's the best path for the Cowboys. I still think that's going to line up with some of the, the visits they had, right, between the two guards, maybe one of Zion or Kenyon Greenfalls. Uh, we'll see about Tyler Smith. I know he wasn't a visit, but the Cowboys are interested. The guy that I would really like to try to get, it, whether it's in the 30s or 40s, is Bernard Raymond, the, the offensive tackle from Central Michigan, who I think can play guard, who the Cowboys really like. Do you think we can accomplish that in this simulator? Yeah. I mean, I think we have to be real careful kind of trouncing over that late first, early second area. Um, and we'll I make sure we what, pause it once we get to, let's say, let's get to pick 32, that last pick of the first round. And we'll kind of yeah. just see how it goes. But yeah, I, I just get the sense that that's probably the direction the Cowboys are most likely to go, assuming a receiver falls. So today we're using the pro football networks uh, mock draft simulator, which I just actually started using the last couple of days. I really like it. Uh, yeah, and we'll go too. through all the players that are available with the Cowboys pick here at 24. Hey, we got a trade offer from Green Bay, but uh, do you want to accept Green Bay? <laughs> Not today. We're, we're doing something different. Uh, yeah. All right. Another one from Tennessee. A whole bunch from the 49ers. All right. So available to us at pick 24. It's a good one. It's Zion Johnson. It's Traylon Burks. It's Kenyon Green. Uh, you have Tyler Linderbaum there, your guy, Tyler Smith. Uh, Bernard Ryman is still there. Where do you think the Cowboys would go here at pick 24? I mean, honestly, I mean, if, if we're asking what I think the Cowboys would do, likely they would consider Zion Johnson or Kenyon Green here. Uh, but I think for the purposes of what we're talking about, let's say Traylon Burks, right? Okay. Yes. Uh that's that's what I think they would do. They grab a receiver that can come in and play right away. 
Uh, he can give them some Debo Samuel like aspects of their game. I, I, I think this is a pretty easy pick. I, I'm not even the biggest Traylon Burks fan, but I think here at 24, it makes sense. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I think it totally makes sense. Absolutely. Anybody on defense you like? Devin Lloyd, Nicobe Dean, Daxton Hill, Perion Winfrey? No. I mean, I like all those guys. That's that, again, that's why I like about twenty four is that it you have yeah. options of guys. But but yeah, I think for the purpose of what we're right. talking about, Burks is the pick. All right, let, let's go ahead and take Traylon Burks. Okay. And then let's let's pause it here when we get to the last pick of the first round. So, Devin Lloyd, oh. Daxton Hill off the board. Linderbaum goes thirty one to the Bengals. Kenyon Green twenty nine to the Chiefs. Perion so, Winfrey going twenty seven to the Bucks. That's that's yeah, rich, man. It's a little rich. All right, so round one is over. Still on the board for the Cowboys looking for offensive linemen. You have Zion Johnson, which is very interesting. You have Tyler Smith, Bernard Raymond. Uh, any other guards you like? Ed Ingram's there. Um, did Green go already? Yes, yes Green went 29 okay. to the Chiefs. Would you be willing to trade up to pick 33 to get Zion Johnson, or are you okay waiting a little bit? Well, you've got three guys there, right? Go back to the tackles, please. Yep. Uh, Tyler Smith, Bernard Raymond, and then that's basically it. But you do have three between Smith, Reinman, and Zion. And Zion, yeah. So I would see – let's wait until one – can we pause – can we go sure. and then let pause when, when one of those three gets taken? Absolutely. Let's go ahead and run it right now. Uh, Christian Watson, Sam Howell, Arnold Ebiketti, Sean Ryan, David Ojabo, Zion goes okay, 30. Zion goes there. Zion goes 38 to the Jets. I po- waited a little bit long deposit, but Roger McCurry to the Bears at 39. Cameron Thomas to the Seahawks at 40. Looking back at this now, would you have traded up 38 to get Zion, or is that still too much to go up and get a guard? Uh, I mean, I don't feel like I needed. I needed to, right? Like, yeah. um, I mean, I love that the Giants took Sean Ryan <laughs> at thirty-six. Yeah. I'm a fan of that. Uh, I, I think this is where you trade, right? Like, this is a good spot because you got the, the Seahawks here, right? They're they have forty and forty-one. They've already made their first pick. This is their. Did they have a first-round pick? Yes, they have that... one at nine. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Because of the trade. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, just I wouldn't be surprised if they trade. want picks more picks, so I wouldn't be surprised if they would want to trade down from 41. Just going off the trade chart to get to 41, picks uh 56 and 88 line up exactly perfectly according to the Jimmy Johnson trade chart. Yeah, and so you do that, and then uh, you can trade up and get either Tyler Smith or Bernard Ryman. Ryman, Ryman, is it Ryman? Ryman. Yeah, Ryman. Uh, now. There are some other guys that are still really good outside of the guards if you want to look somewhere else. You do have Devontae Wyatt. Uh, you have Boy Mafi. You've got a bunch of linebackers, Kyler Gordon, uh, George Pickens, but you've already drafted a receiver. For me, and the reason why I like Ryman so much, and if you haven't got a chance to go watch Bernard Ryman, I, I really encourage you to just even go to YouTube and, and watch yeah. some of his past uh, sets. His feet are really good. Doesn't once he's engaged, he doesn't really lose. He just doesn't have super long arms, and yeah. it's one of the things he's probably going to have to play guard in the NFL. But if you need somebody to slide out and play tackle, I I I trust him to do that. Yeah, I mean, I think that's 
you know the the one thing about both him and Tyler Smith is that you know they're they can probably both play both positions. Uh, I would say that they both would probably start out as guards to be safe, mm-hmm. uh, and and then yeah, with the idea that eventually they could both. I don't know that you would want. Well, maybe you might want. You might could move right Raman full time to tackle eventually if you wanted to. If you needed to, um, I think so. Yeah. If you needed to, but I think Tyler Smith is someone that definitely will end up a tackle at some point. And here's the conversation around Bernard Raymond a lot to us. He is an older prospect um, for a couple of different reasons. Uh, he had to do a military service uh, right out of high school. Um, he's pretty new to football. He, he's yeah. from Austria, Austria, I believe. Austria, yeah, Austria. Um, but I don't, I don't feel like offensive line age really bothers me as much as it does at other positions. Zach Martin was old coming out. He was 24. It's just not that big of a deal. It, Ryman will be 29 at the end of his rookie contract. Is that ideal? No. But you can guards can play into their early 30s that are just fine. So if you want to give them a second contract, I don't think it's going to be a big deal. It just it doesn't bother me here. I would prefer Tyler Smith because I think that I mean we'll let's let's do Rami because we've done Tyler Smith we've talked about it but I would say that the age doesn't as much matter for offensive linemen you're right but when you combine the age with the fact that he's young in football years he hasn't played a lot of football yeah. he does still have a lot of development he needs to do uh, which again is a lot like Tyler Smith the difference is that Tyler Smith's like three years younger than him so uh, but. I'm, I, you know, either way, I, I like both of these players. So, yeah. it, and, and honestly, it's not so much that it's like a deal breaker for yeah. me. All right, let's uh, let's try to propose a trade to the Seahawks at 41 for Bernard Raymond. Um, but let's take a quick break before we do that, uh, so I can tell you guys about Built Bar. This time of year, uh, we've almost all given up on our New Year's resolutions, but not us. We are sticking to ours to eat better, thanks to Built Bar. Here's a Built Bar. If you can see it on the screen. Uh, this one is, I believe it's Caramel Apple. Uh, if you guys haven't tried Built Bars, they're absolutely incredible. They're covered in 100% real chocolate with mo- most Built Bars only containing 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to your average candy bar, and it's not even really a contest. So go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. I can't believe we talked about paying a running back today. We talked about drafting older offensive linemen, I mean, older players. I just this day is just topsy turvy, man. I don't. <laughs> I, I don't know even know who you are anymore. Honestly, that's just, it's so surprising. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's make a trade with the the Seahawks. Uh, like we said, the, the picks fifty six and eighty eight line pretty pretty closely up to forty one. I think this should be accepted. Let's see. Oh, they declined it. Oh, that's terrible. Let's Seattle declined our offer. Do we want to try to go up to, to 42 with the, the, the Colts? Yes, right? Yes, let's try it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't like how they don't even give you a chance to, uh, to counter. counter. They just say no. All right, 56 and 88 for 42 to the Colts. Hey, they accepted it. All right, so <laughs> – We'll take Bernard Ryman here. <laughs> Seattle can't pass up an opportunity to draft a running back. That's Brees Hall, yeah, it's yeah. not surprising at all. Uh, all right, so we come out of the first two days of the draft with Cherry Lumbergs and Bernard Ryman. How are you feeling? I'm feeling pretty good. You know, I I, I got to say, like, those are two of my – they're not my favorites. But I yeah. think that they're solid picks at both spots. 
Um, and I think that, you know, there is some concern that, that neither of them has uh, super high floors. You mm-hmm. know, there is some, there is some risk there. But I do think that you could certainly get a, uh, uh, some incredible play out of both of these young guys. Um, and, and, you know, again, for someone like Raman, it's like, I think he, uh, I think he could be a very, very good NFL guard. Uh, you know, he has the kind of discipline and mentality and physicality and, and, and kind of nastiness to, to do it. Uh, I think that there's just technique that he needs to learn. And, and, you know, hopefully that's just a matter of kind of getting some more reps at the position. All right. Um, yeah. I, again, this wouldn't be my favorite draft in the world, but it seems very realistic. Those are two guys that the Cowboys have brought in on 30 visits Two guys that could play right away. It, it seems like something they, they could do. Now, I pause the simulator here. Yeah. Uh, again, the Cowboys don't have a third-round pick due to the trade we just made. Our guy, Sam Williams, or I guess not even our guy. Uh, the Cowboys guy, Sam Williams, is still available at pick 94. Is this where, you, where you'd be willing to go up and try to get him? Or are you good letting the board play out? When's our next pick again? No, one... Uh, 10 or 20 or something like it's down at 129 29 so ways to go or do you want to save that for a tight end uh, yeah you know i don't know i mean there's there's a lot of guys available here I, but i don't know what's you know, 30 picks from now that's the problem right um because you you, you look you, you see ruckert's still there yeah ruckert uh jake ferguson jelani woods charlie kohler chigum uh, Chickasum Okwamu, I believe is how you say his name. Uh, Grant Calcaterra, Daniel Bellinger, a uh, lot of tight ends still. Man, Daniel Jeremiah really likes uh, Daniel Bellinger, doesn't he? Yeah, I, I don't see it. I don't see that one as well. Um, yeah, I, I would say, you know, obviously Williams is a guy that you would look at. Um, I, I mean, there's probably like good four. on offense at this point, right? Except you, you for could tight end. Be, except for tight end. Yeah. I, I see four or five different guys that I wouldn't mind getting, right? Like including those tight ends, including I wasn't it uh go back to was defense there was a defensive line uh uh the the kid from Houston. Yeah, he's yeah, Logan there. Hall's still available, but he won't <laughs> be available there. No. I mean that might be someone that's worth looking at if, if he still falls. Benito's still there at, at ninety-three. I, I don't know that these guys, these guys aren't going to make it to your next pick, but I, I just think that there's a lot of guys you like still available. So maybe there'll be someone available still when you pick. You want to wait until we get pick. to the top of the fourth round at least. Yeah. Let's see what, let's see what, let's see okay. what it goes. All right, I mean, we'll name, again, we'll, we'll name two guys. Nick to be no, off the board, Logan Hall, Kirby, Joseph, Ron McKinley, Isaiah Thomas, Sam Williams, 99 to the Browns, yeah. Justin Ross, uh, Darian Beavers, Levicta Smith, Cameron Jurgens. Um, all right, we're at the top of the fourth round now. So you you lost quite a bit, but yeah, tight ends are still there. Rucker, Ruckert's still there. Woods Kalani still Woods. there. Kohler's Kohler's still there. Who, look at the overall list if you if you don't sure. please. Uh, Brian Asamoah, who I like quite a bit. Calvin yeah. Austin, Damone Clark will be there. Uh, James Cook, Khalil Shakir, Wandale Robinson. Lots of wide receivers still available. I have noticed in this simulator the receivers stretch a lot further than in the Pro Football Focus or the Draft Networks uh, simulator. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like in, in this situation, you almost kind of wish 
you would wait it a little bit on wide receiver just because of all everything that's stretched so far. I mean, this is the fourth round, and you yep. still have Calvin Austin available to you and Khalil Shakir. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I think I would I would look at Russert, uh, Ruckert there. I mean, I think that's the kind of – that's who I would look at. I mean, you want to just let it play out and see what tight end between Ruckert, Woods, Kohler, Falls? Yeah, I mean, honestly, because <laughs> worst comes to worst, you take a really good uh, – you take a really good uh, wide receiver. I think that probably still be their records gone now. Kohler's gone, gone to now. Washington. Uh, well, I, this I is think murderers row. Leo Shakir go to the Baltimore. They're going to ruin another receiver, John Ridgeway to the Chargers, <laughs> Brian Osamoa to the Texans, Calvin Austin to the Giants. Uh, but and Jelani Woods still here Toronto. in the fourth round. I'll take it. Man. I mean, look, look at overall, but I mean, I think that that's the pretty clear guy. I feel like this is where Jelani Woods should be drafted. I don't get this second, third, high third round. I think that's crazy to me. I, he, I feel like he's still so far away. Yeah, and that's the problem with tight ends, right? Is that, you know, even the ones who come in as kind of developed tight ends still need time. So someone like Jelani Woods... I mean, you may not be getting uh, the kind of production you're looking for from him until year three or four, you know? So, uh, yeah, I I don't disagree with your assessment there. Uh, Just because of the simple return on investment is not going to be great right away. So fourth round seems appropriate. Just looking at corners really quickly, because there's a couple guys I know Dallas likes on day three. Uh, None of them are available, but... uh, all right, I, I think I think at this point you probably take Jelani Woods, and that's your draft. So you, you come out of the first four rounds with Traylon Burks, Bernard Ryman, and Jelani Woods. Overall, what do you think? I think it's a draft with a very perilous floor. That's my concern, right? Yeah. All three of these guys uh, uh, have don't have exactly a high floor. I think Ryman does in some ways, but the problem is, is you're shifting him to a new position. Like I said, he's – Older players, not so much a problem, but he's young at football. He's young in football years. So uh, Burks has obviously the pitfalls that we've all discussed, you know, that uh, just kind of an underdeveloped player at the position as of right now needs to be kind of schemed touches, which shouldn't be a problem, but that is just something you have to worry about. And Jelani Woods is a guy that is just got a long way to go before he's ready to be in every down tight end. But I do think that, again, sort of like Burks, his athleticism provides uh, uh, an avenue for him to get on the field early while he's still learning the position. So um, I, some big upside swings here, uh, but you, you do have concerns that if uh, these guys aren't able to kind of find a nice high floor of their rookie year, how much value we're going to get immediately from this class. Would you have rather traded up to pick 33, 34, get Zion Johnson? It would cost you a lot more, but would you have rather done that? I think I think looking back, maybe so. Um, you know, it's 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 t- difficult math, right? Trying to d- to parse like the difference between what you would have to give up between thirty three and forty one, and how much better of a player you're getting in Zion Johnson versus Ramen. So my my problem is is. I feel like if you're trading up for an offensive line, you need to, need to be able to talk yourself into the possibility that that guy could play tackle down the road, mm. right? Yeah. And I love Zion. I really do. He's one of my favorite players in the draft. I just don't ever see him being anything other than probably a left guard in the NFL. Where I, le- I can at least see Bernard Ryman being like, hey, 
Tyron's down in 2023 for five games. Can you just kick out the left tackle like you did in college and play that spot? We know that we're going to have to help you a little bit, but I, I could see him playing it, playing a more valuable position down the road where I don't really see it with Zion. Yeah. I and mean, that's the thing, right? Is with the, the most of these guys, they have that position flex and that's going to give you them a little bit of a bump. Zion Johnson is just that much better at playing guard than those guys are. Yes. Uh, and it makes kind of parsing this difficult, right? Like, well, it's, and it's I'm I'm okay taking Zion at 24. It's just, yeah. do I want to give up two picks to go get him? That's fair. In the second round, it, it, it doesn't really make sense because the first round value is so much more than picks 56 and 88. But it's the thought of I'm giving away two players to two prospects to go get him is what's a little bit challenging. Yeah, trade value chart doesn't actually uh, 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 calculate the opportunity lost, right, yeah. the, of what you're giving up. So uh, you have to kind of calculate that on your own. Like, is this worth taking, uh, moving off of an extra swing of the bat uh, to, to try to secure a guy that we feel like will make sure that we hit a solid double or triple uh, uh, at, the, at the left guard position? Yeah. So you know it's calculated especially trading up for an offensive lineman which is again why i almost think that it, it would be preferable to figure out a way to do it the other way if you can uh if if you like the wide receivers that fall in that range uh but i mean you know honestly Stephen jones did mention they like the depth at that position uh yeah i i i mean that's i think that that certainly kind of implies that they would wait a little while there so, but at the same time, I honestly think that the Joneses are kind of playing good cop, bad cop on this whole situation. They basically counteracted each other with what they said. So, uh, yeah, it's very difficult to kind of figure out which one of them is telling the truth. And, and maybe neither one of them are. Maybe they have plans for all of this and they're just kind of throwing chum in every different, different direction. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell Cowboy fans this. Uh, just do some research on Bernard Ryman over the next week. I'm not saying the Cowboys are going to pick him. I just know they like him quite a bit. And honestly, there's a lot to like between his work ethic. You go read his story. His athleticism testing is off the charts. Go look at Pro Football Focus and look at how he graded out this year at left tackle at Central Michigan. He was incredible. He, um, he finished the, the very strong, very, yeah. very well. Like I think he didn't allow a single pressure in the last six games or something ridiculous like that. So He also uh, played – he averaged 75 snaps a game uh, over the final six games of the season. He played a lot. He just he's he's athletic and he doesn't tire, and that's pretty important from your left tackle. Uh, So, all right, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. We covered a lot today, Uh, but we've got we've got some busy shows coming up over the next uh, week, heading into the draft. Friday, we're gonna have a special guest, Chad Ryder from NFL.com, one of their draft analysts over there. He'll join the show. Uh, He's gonna give us some uh, some inside scoops about who the Cowboys are interested in, uh, who they should be interested in and so much more. So make sure you guys are tuning in for that on Friday. Follow the show on YouTube. You can check us out wherever you get podcasts. Uh, Follow Landon at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher. We'll see you guys next time.